0: Welcome, everybody. I'm going to start off reading the title, It's a Treasure. And when you think of that, when you think of a treasure, what do you think about? Gold, silver, this, a lot of times we think about that. But also, I realize in today's world, everything that seems to be a treasure is not necessarily a treasure, like uh, bills and taxes and doctor appointments and just life. And I'm sure we can, we can add a couple of other things that we go, Oh, that doesn't seem like a treasure at the moment, you know, but today we're going to be talking about God's promises and God's wisdom and how we are so blessed to dig in to the arsenal of, of all that he has given us. Amen. He's not short on resources. I might be short on resources. Somebody else might be short on resources from time to time. God is never Short on resources. So we're going to plug into that. So a lot of times our whole attitude, I can get an amen on this. It depends where we're looking for the treasure, right? Sometimes we're looking to the world. Sometimes we're looking to others, but we always need to be looking to the word. We need to be looking to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I I can tell you this after being on this planet for 54 years. Usually what you give your energy to and and what you look at, that's usually what you'll find. So if you look into the problem, you'll probably find it. Can I get an amen there, somebody? I mean, you just keep looking at it. Well, I can't believe this. I can't believe that. But you know, sometimes we've got to lift up a little bit higher. A little bit higher, keep our eyes on the Lord. Never discounting anything that any of us is going through. I'm trying to get our eyes on the prize, man, and encourage us in the Lord. But by the same token, as we keep our eyes on the Lord, guess what? We start to find the grace of God, the mercy of God, the goodness of God, and it goes on and on and on. So I'm going to read a little scripture that I got, and then we're going to kind of walk through a little bit through Proverbs chapter 2, if you've got your Bible. We've got a few verses that we want to share. And it says, Cry out for insight. And ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Man, what would happen if we dug into the Word of God like we were on a treasure hunt? Well, I'll tell you what, that's what we're gonna do today. And, and, and engage in that and really seek and jump in. So, with that, I'm gonna go ahead and read a little bit more, kinda get the backstory. So, it starts out here Solomon wrote this, and, and other than Jesus, they said that he was the wisest man to ever walk the earth. And I love what they say about him. When, when the Lord came to him and, and, and asked him, you know, what, what do you want? It wasn't about him. See, I think that's what God looks for in our heart. It's not about us. It's about others. It's about the Lord. And he said, I need wisdom to guide your people. Wow, what would happen if that's how we ran our country instead of so many times? And I'm not hating on anything on that, but sometimes it appears that we're out for number one sometimes. But when we put God as number one, everybody wins. So I want to read a little bit right here. And, and I underline a few things just to just kind of just tag them in the back of your mind as we go through. And this is Solomon uh, speaking through the inspired, inspiration of the Holy Spirit. It says, My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasure. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord and you will gain knowledge of God. Now, we can just run through that and go, oh, yeah, okay, that sounds good. But how do we do the practical application? So, the first thing I want to look at is this I'm going to break it down in three things about listening, searching, and what we gain by doing that. Amen? So, if you got your Bibles, keep them open. If you got something to write with, take a few notes. I think you guys are going to like this here. So, let's break it down. Hey, y'all like that background? You ever feel like that sometimes? Hey, I'm talking to you. Man, I've got you to do. So look at this, verse 1. It says, my child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Think about this. It says, my child, do we really realize who we are and whose we are? I say that almost every week because I think we need to be reminded of who our Heavenly Father is. Unlimited resources, love, unconditional love, forgiveness, And, and, you know, all-powerful. But I thought about this when I was breaking this down. I said, you know, in my mind, a parent should only want what's best for their child, right? I mean, that's what I'm thinking. I know things are different in the world sometimes, but I can tell you, I want the best for my children. I know you do too. And so when I think about that, how much more does the Lord want for us? And something else, I said, consider the cost that he paid for you and really lean into that. Do we really lean in to what was given for us to have what we have. You know, you say, well, yeah, yeah, I know Jesus died on the cross. I know he rose on the third day. And I think we hear that a lot and we just kind of just put it to the side. But I tell you what, you take time to walk through the account of the gospel and really understand what that means and what price was paid and, and, and insert yourself in the story. And say, he did that for me. He did that for me. I heard a story some time ago. I might have shared it, and, I, and, and some of y'all might have saw this, and I just thought it was a great illustration. There was a young boy, and his sister was ill, and they went to the doctors, and he was out there, and they did the blood type and checked around and see what type of blood type a sister had, and she needed a transfusion. And they came to the young boy, and they said, look, we need you to give blood to your sister. She's got to have this transfusion. Without it, she'll die. And he thought about it, and he thought about it. He says, okay, do it. And they took his blood, and they rushed back, and the sister was okay. He said, okay, now when do I die? Isn't that something? Isn't Isn't that amazing? In his young mind, he thought, you know what? I'll give my life for her. So there's no greater love for somebody to lay down their life. You know, not knowing everything. I understand this being a dad. Sometimes they take it very literal. You know, I remember when Jesse was coming to the Lord at a young age and we talked about the Lord all the time and everything else. And I said, Jesse, it just comes down to you asking the Lord in your heart. And he says, yeah, I know. But but how big is he? <laughs> see, he was thinking, well, is it going to hurt? Is it going to you see what I mean? And, and I had to smile. But he was really considering that. You know, I know that's what I mean. But how big is he? You know, just like the young boy with the with the blood transfusion, He thought that was it. But let me tell you, how big is God? He's huge. But you know what? He's a perfect fit for your heart. Amen. Perfect fit. So let's go on through here. See what's going on. Talking about listening and stuff. Romans 10, 17 says, so faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Man, what we listen to shapes our heart. It guides our conversation and anchors our values to whatever it is that we're listening to, whatever we're taking in. So, so sometimes we need to check, check our anchor. I know most folks around here understand what an anchor does. I'm not going to go through that. But do you ever think about this? Do you ever think, what are we anchored to? I was reading in one of our Bible studies that we're doing on Tuesday night, and they had a really great uh, illustration. And it talked about that as a believer, as somebody put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, we are anchored to Christ. He said, you can just visualize your anchor, your faith, Wrapped around the throne room of God. Let me tell you, nothing's moving that. And I think so many times as we might be moving, the waves might be coming, our boat might be shaking, they might be taking on water at a time. But let me tell you, when we're anchored in the truth of God's word, when we're listening to what he says, we can understand that, you know what, there's peace that comes with that. And I think about this a lot of times. Can anything separate us from the love of God? You know, we think about this. What does his word say? I love this here. I just pulled a couple of scriptures out. Romans 837 <laughs> says this, no despite all things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I don't know about you. Sometimes when I'm studying the word, I'll just take a look at that and I'll read it a couple times. And I'll read it a couple times and I'll pray about it. And that's why you see me underline a lot of different things in here, because that's when the Lord starts showing and revealing me things, re- revealing things to me. And he says, No despite all things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. See, what happens is when we get our eyes off Christ, we get overwhelmed with everything else in the world, right? I'm right there with you. You can have a bad day. But this is what we got to focus back on here because oh, oh, not just victory. Well, we made it, we made it, we won. Overwhelming victory. So let that resonate for a little bit. More than conquerors, right? Through Christ. And, and how is that? Because he loved us. His love is, changes everything. You know, it's it's good to have a healthy understanding of, of hell. I'm not scared to preach it because it's in the Bible, and that's very important. People need to know about it, amen? But guess what? You don't have to go there because of his love. And when you believe, and we put our faith and trust with what Jesus has done on the cross, paying our sin debt in full, coming to live a life without sin, to take our place and trade, trade really just trade out what we deserve, death, gave his life on the cross, poured out his blood, and rose on the third day. You say, man, what do you say that all the time? About 10 times every message. That's the message. You, you can say it backwards, sideways, upward, down. That's the message. And that's the message that we need to be not only proclaiming, but need to be living. You say, what do you mean by living? I want to live an overwhelming victory. How about you? Now, it doesn't, doesn't mean that you, you never have a problem. It doesn't mean that you, you don't get overwhelmed. It doesn't mean that you don't have some tough times. But I have to refocus my heart and my mind. I have to listen to the Lord. But guess what? TV's on. Bills got to be paid. Ankle hurting. Kids won't do right. Boss is on the phone. Whatever. I'm just saying, whatever. And the volume gets loud of the world. That's why we got to be sure that we're listening to the right voice. We you Pick your company real good. I've said that the last couple of messages. It's been on my heart. I'm not saying don't hang out with other folks that, that don't believe. That's how they're going to believe, by seeing you Walk out your life. Live out your life. I, I talk to folks all different backgrounds, all different things. I'm not any better than anybody else, but I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to point them to the one that loves them right where they are. You know, isn't it something sometimes we think we've got to clean up to come to Christ? Right? And I think that's one of the big misconceptions. Well, once I stop smoking or stop drinking or get my hair cut right or the divorce is final or whatever whatever it is, we say, then... Then, then I'm going to come to Christ. Man, I don't know about you. When I'm in the storm, I need a life preserver. How about you? I need Jesus now. I need him when things are good. I need him when things are tough. I need him when I say something stupid. I need him all the time. How about y'all? Y'all don't say nothing stupid? (laughs) Didn't get amen on that one, did you? (laughs) We can, though, right? You know, sometimes we just get overwhelmed with stuff. Anybody have a busy week this week? I could have gave you some of mine. It was crazy, man. It was crazy. It was over here and over here and going back. I'm gonna do a wedding, wanna leave here and all that. It's good stuff. But sometimes I go, that's a lot of stuff. But God has always got a way of working it through. And and, and finally, when I get my eyes off the stuff and get my eyes back on the Savior, I say, like, ooh, that ain't that bad now. It's not that bad now. But man, in the midst of that. You can only be so many places at one time. You can only do so many things good. That's what I tell the guys. I say, you can only do so many things good, right? That doesn't mean you just hone in and say, I'd like to help you, but I've got to do this one good thing. But I tell you what, we need to be listening as God nudges us, and we just pull together. And that's what I see as we pull together through these things. We get to see the fingerprints of God, and we get to see his love through others. Amen? That's the biggest thing. You know, a lot of times we we think it's got to be our way. It's got to be this way and that way. But what we often see is it should be his way. Why should it be his way? Because he is the way. He's the one that set the stage. He's the one that's given it all. So, you know, when when we deal with something like that, when we get invited to somebody's house and they feed us, right, we don't go say, well, you all ain't got no turkey? Wait a minute. You all ain't got no Heinz 57 sauce? I'm out of here, right? They're inviting you over. Now, there's probably some people that would do that, right? (laughs) They probably won't come back for seconds, though, right? But you know what? When we're in the presence of God, I want what he has. How about you? I want what he says. I want I want the best for my life, and I want the best for my church family. I want the best for my friends. I want, I, I'm going to tell you what. I want the best for my enemies. You say, really? Really? I'm working on it. But see, I can't do that by myself. I need the Holy Spirit to help me with that. See, it's easy to love people that love you, isn't it? Oh, buddy, you're so nice. Oh, he's so funny. Oh, yeah. They go, that haircut's got to go. Right? I mean, whatever. How do you love them now? I said, just hang around. It's coming back in style, man. Just hang in there. But you know what? We had the privilege of uh, my sister and my brother-in-law came in, and uh, we, we celebrated my mom's 90th birthday yesterday. It's actually the second, but praise God. You can give the Lord a hand clap. I'm thankful for that. And anybody that knows my mom knows she doesn't like a big fuss about things. So my sister had to go do the commando crawl and everything else after she, my mom went to bed to fix up everything. And she went the extra mile. I mean the extra mile. She had all types of stuff. She thought about everything. She's got pictures of all the grandchildren, all the friends. I mean everywhere. I hope you cleaned it up before you leave. I mean it's everywhere. It looks good. I'm like you going to take that down, right? I mean, I'm looking over there. I was like, there's a picture of me when I was thin. Look, you know. And then, you know, next thing you know, some of my old buddies at the door. Guys I went to kindergarten with. Now, see, if you live in Because y'all went to school with everybody, and you just think that's natural. When you went to school with me and Brian and Jeff and some other one, you're just happy to make it out of high school, right? I was the other day was at work, and one of the guys that worked with me said, hey, you know, such and such said, oh, yeah, yeah, he got shot, yeah. I said, oh, you know what you call a sister? Yeah, she overdosed on drugs. I said, and my buddy was sitting there reading, so he said, do y'all know anybody that survived? I said, we got a handful. You know, we got a handful. But in the midst of that, when I see my buddies come over, see, so you know, when you got some of those friends that you don't talk to every day, but you know you can call them, come on, somebody say amen. amen. And they're showing up and things like that. And they're getting down on one knee, giving mom a hug, making me feel real special and everything like that. It's something else. And Donna did this thing yesterday. As y'all know, my mom's name is Ruth. So she called it Ruth's. Truths, And she had all these background things that people knew about what my mom's favorite food was and what she didn't like. And, you know, did she have a pet chicken when she was little? What she did till her uncle came over. But anyway, <laughs> y'all, <kidding? laughs> she never did like that uncle after that. So anyway, they were going through all those things. And what was a blessing to me is so many of my friends actually knew a lot of those answers. You said, well, where are you going with this? Because they listened, because he took time. Man, that's valuable. People can talk, da, 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 talk this all the time. And as Gerald used to always say, don't talk me to death, show me something. <laughs> my friend Gerald, yeah. you're still talking. You're still talking, show me something. But you know, that really blessed my heart because you know what? Everybody's busy. And I tell you something else, when, when you're 90 years old, you could probably feel like people are too busy for you sometimes. But I appreciate people taking the time. I appreciate people taking the time. Not just that. In our church family, taking the time. You know what? To me, it's a big deal. You know, if somebody, if, if I, and I'm sure I miss some. I try not to. I might miss a birthday or somebody's doctor's appointment. But I try to stay up on that stuff. If somebody says, hey, what's going on? How can we pray about it? What's going on? I try to follow up on that. Because you know why? You matter. You matter. Don't ever think you're a number. And if you do think you're number, you're number one. Because God gave his best for you. And that's what I want to see in each of us. And that's what I pray that, you know, as we go through this thing, the overwhelming victory is that God is for us. And sometimes in the midst of the storm, we need somebody to come along and say, remind us, God's got it. God's got it. Reload. I had to reload another one of my God's got it bracelets, man. Sharing the word reminding them in the midst of this storm, no matter what you're going through, you can look down and say, you know what, God's got it. It's not a little cliche. It's a reminder that there's somebody that loves you There's something going on bigger than your situation and he'll see us through the other side. Amen? So I want you to know that we need to be tuning in. Look at this verse 2. It says, Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. So let's go ahead and pick a few things out here. You know, when I look at this, I I, I love this one when I start learning different things. How about you guys? I I really was an okay student, not a real great student of that. I was always thinking about, Man, I'm going to ride my motorcycle when I leave here. Man, I'm going to play some guitar when I leave here. Hey, we got a baseball game. I was thinking outside of the box. How about y'all? That's, that's, that's my thing. But I found out you still got to do what's inside the box. It's good to finish, finish what you do good and, and, and listen and learn. But I'll tell you what, I've learned more in my life about how important it is to listen when I, was, when I started walking with the Lord. I realized that every, I don't need to comment on everything somebody says. You know, I don't need, I don't have to give my input on every single thing. What I need to do is listen to what he says. And if God nudges me, then you speak. And that's, that's, that's a learning curve. And sometimes we have to choke that down all the time. You ever been around somebody, so all you need to do is this. Well, you should have done that. Well, what you need to do is that. And all, you know, what, what you should have done that. And I don't see why you didn't do this. And you're just going, I just need somebody to hug me. <laughs> that's it. I, that's I always tell my mom when I get ready to leave. I say, all right, Ruthie, baby, lay one on me. I won't see you till tomorrow. Oh, buddy, did you shave? I said, Mom, I've been, <laughs> it took me 54 years to get a shadow. What do you mean shave? <laughs> I, I ain't never had no hair. I, had, I got three hairs on my chest when they came in. They were gray. <laughs> Missed the whole thing. I'm going to tell you what. That's rough, man. I'm like, what's going on here? You can always find me. <laughs> I'm just saying. Used to ride my bicycle down the buckrow. We had a black cat. I just rubbed on my chest. for <laughs> Hey, what's going on? The more we ride, the younger I look, man, This is blowing off. <laughs> crazy, so you do some crazy stuff sometimes trying to fit in. Man, I've got to move on with that. But you know what? We need to tune in and tune our ears to what God's got going. And, and I pray this is lifting somebody up today. You know, we laugh and we joke, we have a good time. Because, you know, a lot of times, just laughing at myself, I go, man, I'm glad that I'm not where I was. And I'm still growing in the Lord. And every time I look back, I go, you know, that, you need some work in that area, boy. Ain't that something? Go on through. I said, but I'm not, I'm not where I was. But I'm still trucking. I'm still going. But I tell you what is settled for me. And I pray it's settled for you and anybody watching. That my destination is secure. How about yours? My destination is with the Lord Jesus Christ. Because of the Lord Jesus Christ. And believing by faith what he did for us. That's the message. That's the message. You know, sometimes when I get down a little bit, do y'all ever get down a little bit? Just a little bit? Just get overwhelmed? I didn't think so. I always see y'all smiling when you come in on Sunday. Everybody all get all churched up and say, how you doing? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. Just got, in a, just got in a wrestling match out in the parking lot. You good? you good? I tell you, I told him to park up front. Look at that, it's raining. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's good, Pastor Buddy. Everything's good. <laughs> come on man i'll tell you i always say hey you know i used to tease on this i said you know what we did last week i called your children and had them put a little tape recorder under the cd car on the way to church so we like to play that everybody almost suck all the wind out of the building yeah it's just life isn't it it's just life and sometimes we just have to laugh at ourselves but you know what we can have the joy of the lord because of what he's done and so I hope today as you're listening, you realize that, you know what? We stand on the promises of God and we're looking for the wisdom of God in all we do. And you know what? God grants us wisdom. The Lord protects us and he guides us. So many times I think when we start losing hope is because we feel like nobody cares. How about, how about that? Well, I've talked to people that have been very down and, and things. Just, you know, nobody, nobody cares. So as we talk about seniors and things like that, let them know you, they, that, that they matter. You don't have to be older to feel like you're not appreciated. Let somebody know you appreciate them, you know? And, and, and that's the biggest thing is people don't even know how to take a compliment sometimes. You know, I say, oh, hey, how you doing? That's, that, that's a nice shirt and everything. I don't want anything. I don't want your car. I don't, I, I'm just, I just, that's nice, you know? And it, it's funny because, you know, that's, I just thought that'd be nice. I said, I'm in the business of lifting up people. How about you? I want to see the gold and pull it out. Everybody went, oh, well, I wonder what he wants. Nothing. That really messes them up. Oh, yeah. And I've said it before. Go through the drive-thru and pay for somebody behind you and just watch. It'll be the best $10 you ever spent. You can watch this. Hey, can you take care of that? Now, how many of y'all did that when I said that, and then there was a baseball team behind you saying, Pastor Buddy, we need to talk. I had a friend of mine said they did that the other day and he said, it was $34. Mine was only three bucks. <laughs> I said, Lord's going to bless you. <laughs> you might want to listen while they're going. How are you doing today? And they're still ordering you. Surround. You know what? Maybe I need to pray about this next time, you know, but you know, it's all good. It's going to be good, but we need to be listening to the things of the Lord and realizing that, you know what? It's a blessing. I have one other thing I want to share with y'all. Um, the 10 commandments. I, I, I listen to that and look at that and go back. To that I remember when Justin, then was early in the early age. We were memorizing all this, and I thought about my mom again. Uh, you know, ninety years old, and I believe that this promise has been fulfilled in our life. And it says this in Exodus twenty twelve. Honor your father and mother, then you will live a long life, full life in the land of the Lord your God is giving you. I'm not here to preach about my mom. I talk I'll talk about. Things that I've seen in people's life that love people and love the Lord. When I think about that, my mom and dad both showed us how to honor our parents. And I see that in a lot of you guys here. It's no, it's no easy task to care for somebody. And I'm going to tell you what. Usually, you are the one that is close to get to friendly fire. And man, somebody say amen on that. It's tough, because you're just pouring out, you're pouring out, and, and then somebody else can come over and say, oh, you know what? I got you this half-broken hot dog this, this three days only go. Oh, you saved my life. <laughs> That's, it's hard. It's hard to do, man. My mom would take care of my grandmother all day long, up and down, everything else. My dad would come over and say, Grandma, I got you a hot dog we had left over today. Would you like a hot dog? But it's time you saved my life. My mom was going, Ooh. <laughs> you know but that's what happens sometimes but you don't do that to get the recognition but sometimes it sure would be nice to 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 have a little thank you along the way but i say all that because i got to see that lived out in in my parents life and and i tell you it's so often i don't think that um i think we just get so busy doing life that we forget about everybody else along the way and so through this i hope that we're listening to the needs of others whether they're young, old, this, whatever the case may be, that, you know what, if there's a way that you can come along and encourage somebody, it really costs you very little to encourage somebody. I'm not talking about being plastic. I'm talking about expressing the love of God that he's put in your heart for somebody else. You know what I found out? A lot of times when people want to talk to you, they they just need somebody to listen, you know? Because if you, you ever sit down and say, well, well the, the, before you finish that sentence, let me tell you what you ought to do. Well, hey, before, no, you no, did you do, you should have done X, Y, and Z and all this. Sometimes they just need somebody to listen. And I found something else. If I've tried to give some wisdom, <laughs> the best wisdom I can give you, let's go and see what God says about this. Let's remember who we are in Christ. Let's talk about that because crisis will come. Ups and downs are going to come. So, as we get that foundation built on the Lord Jesus Christ and know where to run to, that's what we need to deal with. But here's something else. Don't just wait till the storm's coming in and start bailing. (laughs) Start sifting and digging like you're looking for that treasure today. Because I'm gonna tell you what, it's amazing what God will teach us, isn't it? And you say, well, you know, I, I, I wasn't gonna be a Bible scholar. How many people have worked on something, a washing machine or whatever, a car, and you go, I have no idea why this is not working. And you pray about it, and the Lord said, well, you know, that bolt you got in the back pocket for the last three days might, might, might need to go back in there. Woo, revelation. <laughs> is that happened? How many people have a screwdriver they look for in their pocket for about an hour and a half? And then you find it when you get in mama's leather seats. <laughs> Did you have that cat out here? Did he scratch that seat, it couldn't have been me. I mean, you get going because you're so deep in the problem that we never even sought after the problem solver. So today I say, let's step back a little bit and listen and see what God's got for us. Somebody say amen if they're being blessed so far. So it takes a little searching, right? Man, we don't, you know what? We only Google everything, don't we? Google, Google, Google. Man, I looked it up the other day. I can't remember what it was. There is so many millions of billions of things Googled every day, you know? But i tell you what, God's, God's got them BDR. He already had it written down, didn't he? Look at this. So i get back to our verse here. It says, cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would silver. Seek them, uh, I can't see that, like hidden treasure. Man, what do you think would happen if we dug into God's word and start searching for wisdom and understanding in God's word like we were searching for silver and gold? You see those old miners on the old Hoss Cartwright and everybody else, who else, Matt Dillon, them guys be out there, sifting and going what happens if we were sifting through the word to get those nuggets of truth out and apply them in our life what do you think would happen what do you think God could do in your life what do you think God could do through your life what do you think our, our country would look like what would our church family look like how much more would it would it grow how much more joy would it produce how much more understanding would we have I think a lot I'm not saying we're not doing it but what happens if we ramped it up a little bit what happens if we dig a little deeper? What happens if we say, you know, I'm going I'm to I'm gonna, commit to studying the Word of God. I'm going to commit to praying for our country. I'm going to commit to praying for our leaders and our, our church families, all that. But you know what? You, we, what would happen if we just start pouring through the promises of God? I bet you that it would drop a whole lot off our blood pressure. Amen? It's something else. If we start looking back through there. I got this little Fitbit. I should call it a fat bit. Because I'm going to tell you what, every time I look at it, it's saying, you need to get up and take 25 steps. <laughs> Got to put my donut down and everything. <laughs> yeah, I see some of us figured out how to get 10,000 calories in no time. Yeah, I've been walking all day. Woo, Man. That Donut curls, that's right. <laughs> I'm on to one. Oh, man, when you look at those things and you say... What is it that, Lord, you have for me today? When you, when you start your morning, think about th- today. You know, I, I remember before I started going to church and things, and even though I, I, I wanted to go to church, that sounds silly, don't it? If I wanted to, I would have went. But I remember, I, I brought this up. I remember talking to Jimmy's mom, Granny. She said, well, you're not going to cut the grass on Sunday, are you? I said, Granny, that's my only day off. I'm going to sleep in and cut the grass. She said, well, you ought to be in church. Um, yeah, (laughs) how do you answer that? I said, well, you bring your weedy over, I can finish early, right? (laughs) But those little things, she didn't mean nothing by it. She was just saying, take some time and honor the Lord and he'll grow your schedule. See, we get so busy, right? And and then then we want to fit God in. But see, what I found out, and I keep a pretty busy schedule, but if I keep God in the center, the schedule will take care of itself. Now, I'm preaching to myself because I had to remind myself this week, you know. I'm all the way in Newport News, and mama's toilet ain't flushing. We got a one hole That ain't good. Help! You know, just life's kicking in, right? You've you, you got to run back over here. you got to run back over here. You know, there's different things. Everybody has something. That's small potatoes, right? That's all right. I, I, there's plenty of plumbers there's everything else you know, or whatever it is but see sometimes we get so wrapped around we, ah, there's no way I can do this. I I can't and I ooh we put a lot of I in there Lord how are we going to make this how are we going to make this work you know what's going there's going to be a lot of people at mom's house tomorrow we ain't had 25 people in my house at my mom's my life have we had about 25 people over there yesterday everybody's like this hey you want hey get, can I get a drink everybody let's go let's drink Put it back there. All right, we're going for the cupcake. You know, that's, that's it. It's just, and that little crazy dog, Susie, running around, jumping around everywhere. I had to, I had to cage Susie for a little bit. She didn't know. She, I got company. I got company. Man, you know, me and Zach was looking when we come in here and made me think of this. Everybody coming in, and me and Zach just smile. We love, everybody gets here in the morning, and they talking, and they doing, and they doing this. And I told him I said, man, if they think heaven's going to be quiet, they're wrong. It's going to be just like this. Ooh. I just saved you. What's going on? What's happening? I can see the Lord going, hello. (laughs) And there'll be my mother-in-law. I'm coming, Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, there goes the cupcakes I was going to get for my birthday. (laughs) I can see grandma. I got to hug one more. I'll be over there. But I love that, man. It's good. Isn't it good? It's good to get together to see what's going on and, and, and you know, searching out and seeing what's going on. But so we look at that. See, you got seek one another out to see how you're doing. You got see what's going on. How's your mom? How's this going? What's going on? That, man, that's turning that, that's just tilling that garden, man, for the seed of the Lord to go in there to grow up some great things. And, and see, I think a lot of times when we think about seeking the Lord and searching for different things, we we, we put it in a box. You could be searching for the things that God was showing by, by praying. You could be searching by praising. You could be searching by serving. You could be searching by listening, by giving, by doing, all different types of ways. But as we're open to the things of God, man, he's going to reveal those treasures. How about that? I think something else. I think it would give our life some real purpose. When I've talked to folks that have been really overwhelmed by life, they feel like their life has no purpose. Man, if you're breathing, your life's got purpose. Amen? It's got purpose. You can praise the Lord. You might not understand everything. I'm not saying I got it all figured out by no means, by no means. But I do know this piece of the puzzle. If I'm breathing, God has left me here for a reason. And I know one of the reasons is to praise the Lord. And I know also God wants to use our lives to point other people to Jesus. So if I get that lined up in my heart and get that in my spirit, and that's my focus, that's my purpose, guess what? He's going to bring people around that I can share the gospel with. He's going to give me opportunities to share how good God is. Anybody anybody ever tell anybody how good their God is? I ain't afraid. I get so excited, man. I'm probably spitting on them brothers, my gum and everything else now. You know, I get, oh, man, let me tell you about the Lord. Now, I'm not going to beat you down with the Bible. I'm not going to do any of those things like that. But, man, if you ask me why I'm so excited about what God's doing, it's because of what God's doing. Man. How many people, a lot of you guys still live in a neighborhood and stuff, but your neighborhood has changed a lot since, since the younger days and stuff? Uh, our neighborhood has really changed a lot where we grew up at And I go back through there, and sometimes it's almost like time travel. Going down Mom Street is just like, and I'm looking, I'm like, I remember that kid used to live there. I remember that's where Donna almost took the guy that pushed me down in the football field. I'm going down here. I remember my bicycle fell apart. And I'm thinking about all those things, and I'm looking through that little window of my life. And I think about some of the things that I got so upset about that really didn't make any difference. And I think about some of the things that, that I thought were so small that ended up being a really big, big deal. How about you guys? You know, I think about, you know, when, when my neighbor got in a terrible wreck, almost lost my, his dad, uh, almost lost his life in a terrible motorcycle wreck. I was supposed to go that day, but I didn't go. But he survived that and lived a long, long life and, and uh, was, was just a, a great mentor to, to me when I was growing up i think about you know when i go back to the neighborhood again and 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 look through different things and i'm searching and i'm remembering and me and I'll start laughing and talk about different things how about you do you all kind of just reminisce about some of the old days something like that now that's nothing wrong with that i don't think we need to stay there because god's got some other stuff but what i find is this when i do take a little bit of time just to look back i go lord thank you thank you jesus you know what i mean because things could have went different ways in my life. How about you guys? But I start going, there's a purpose for my life. There's something that God has got for me. There's somebody that God wants me to touch. There's something that God wants me to say today. Each day is a blessing. It's a treasure. Use your treasure wisely. Look at this. What else would happen if we could continue to search after the Lord? I said it would grow our faith to a whole other level. When you, when you trust God for just a little something, And he comes through on that. And then you can trust him for a little something else. People say, well, I just don't have the faith that you do. You don't need much. He said, if you got as much as a a, a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. Now, a lot of times I use this illustration. You probably had faith that your car was going to start today, right? You probably had faith that we were going to be here at 10 o'clock today, right? Okay. If you could trust that, can't you trust God who created the universe? Can't you trust God that said, hey, you, you, you're going to have overwhelming victory if you just trust me? Can't you trust God that said, I love you unconditionally? Can you trust God that said, therefore, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. It's by grace you save through faith, not of yourself. It's a gift. Man, so many times I think we need to turn around and cash that gift in. God wants to take us to a whole new level. Amen? Look at this. I love this scripture. Jeremiah says 29, 13 says this. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Now, when I read that last night, I know that scripture. I stand on that scripture. But last night, this is what it was really doing to me. If you could take this right here and just have it pulsate, boom, boom, all your heart. So if I was asked today, don't raise your hand, don't point to somebody. This is just a self-evaluation. How much of your heart does God have? That's, That's getting real, isn't it? How much of your heart does God have? Look at this. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I'll be honest with you. There's some times that my heart is is, is a whole lot fuller about seeking than it is other times. And I think it's a daily choice. I think sometimes it's an hourly choice, choice, minute by minute choice. But I want you to think about that a little bit today because there's so many things that... uh, you know we just we just go on about our business i know when i think about the guys in the bible and different folks in the bible i think man they really had some faith and and they did and i think wow what would it take in my life to believe like that i just have to get myself out of the way i would just have to believe god at his word i would just have to take god at his word and so God said it, I believe it, I'm going to receive that and go forward with that. And I'm going to walk that out. And I don't care what's going on over here, and I don't care what's going on over here. I'm going to hold fast to the promise of God because I'm a child of God. How about you, amen? That he says, you know what? These promises are for you, and I'm going to walk that out. And so as we look at that, you know, I, I, I think, again, hey, am I, am I at 70% today? Am I at 55% today? Is my, where am I at? But if I was going to gauge that, where would it be? And what's... In between me and God most of the time it's me we can blame it on anybody else everybody else everything if this is this your situation everything else how many know most times, when you see somebody that has really gone through a desperate situation they're clinging on to the Lord they're clinging on to the Lord I know in my desperate situations that I've had and it might not be as desperate as other people's but I'm gonna tell you what when it's your desperate situation it's real it's big, it's scary, but God's good, and he's faithful, and he loves us, and that's the thing that we could stick to in the midst of that storm. You say, well, I don't know. Well, I thought he was going to do this. I thought, it. how many are glad that God didn't do things in your life just like you thought? Got to, I'm telling you, man, I look back, like I said, go down to the neighborhood. I said, that I'm glad that didn't go down that way. Different things. How many of y'all have done this you think about this and man, I got to go, I got to go. And there's one more thing and you got to get gas in the car and you feel like you're running late. Do you ever think well, maybe there's a reason for that? Maybe I wasn't supposed to be there at that time. Different things come like that all the time in our life. But I tell you what, we have so much to gain by seeking the Lord. Everybody doing all right? So I want to talk about gain. Now we're down to verse 5. It says, then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord, and you will gain knowledge of God. Now I want to talk to you all about this a little bit. How do you feel about that part of the statement when it says fear the Lord? I want to talk to you about that just a little bit. You can look at it two ways. You can look at it as fear and fear, or fear as reverence. Let's look at an example here. I just picked this one. My dad, all right? I knew my dad loved me, knew it was good, everything else. There was probably times that I probably should have feared my dad, right? Not because of him, but because of me, you know? But I knew whatever was going to come down, it was going to be through love, right? So really, when you take that, you could say it was a reverence, out of respect, right? But I'm going to tell you what, when we look at those things, he says, you'll gain knowledge of God. Is there any other better knowledge to gain than that of God because if you have God knowledge you'll get everything else he'll show you how to be the businessman he'll show you how to take care of your child he's going to put people in your life that's going to help you with your finances or the place you need to be or whatever when you go to get the new car or the used car or whatever the case is or how to handle that situation at work or how to handle that situation with your neighbor because he's going to give you that wisdom but you know sometimes we just need to be Slow to speak, quick to answer, right? Or not quick to answer, right? Quick to listen. And so I believe we've gained so much more that, like that. Let's take a look at a few things. I said gaining knowledge, gaining the knowledge of God, is there any greater thing? And, and, and I, I thought, man, there's, there's, just, there's no one better to learn from than God. There's no one better to seek after than God. There's no one that loves you any more than God. But boy, we shut him out of our life sometimes, don't we? We can get busy and shut him out of our life. And here's sometimes, you know why I think we shut God out of our life sometimes? Because we know we ain't doing right. Woo, that hurt, didn't it? Yeah. You know what? I've seen this over and over and over in ministry 20-some years. We'll pull some stunt. And then we'll miss a week of church. And then if you miss two weeks of church, then you say, ain't no sense going because I've already been missing two weeks of church. And then we get, see, the devil inches you away from where you probably need to be. How many know this? Probably the time that you don't feel like going to church is probably the very time you need to be right up in the middle of it. And sometimes it's hard to make that decision, but it's a choice. You know, I think this, is I've seen this many times reading different things, and I think this is a really good way to go. Make the choice, then manage it. I am going to do this. All I got, I'm going, I'm doing whatever it is. I don't care what it, whatever it is. I'm just saying, and I'm not talking about just church attendance. I'm, I'm just using that for example. I'm saying many times when we feel overwhelmed and everything else, that's the time we feel like, I just don't feel like going to church. I don't feel like opening my Bible. I don't feel like praying. I'm going to tell you friends what I've seen in my life. And I think many people right here would tell you the same thing. That's probably the time you need to really be seeking. Really be listening because God wants to give you the gain of his wisdom and his knowledge and his love. And and that surplus of what he has, it's unlimited for a child of God. So I said this, we need to go to the source. A lot of times we want to go everywhere else and then end up there, you know, talk to everybody else, get their opinion, everything else. And then say, well, let me see what God has to say about that. I think, you know what, if we start with him first, we'd be a whole lot better off. Somebody say amen if they believe that. That's what we need to do. We need to unite with him. I've got a couple of scriptures you guys can write down, and I'll I'll run through them here, and I want to share them with you. And it says, 1 Corinthians 8, 6, he says, Yet to us there is one God, the Father, whom all things, and we, we unto him, all things, excuse me, and we unto him, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom are all things, and we through him. There's one God. There's one place, there's one savior, there's one way. That's where we need to be going, going to the source, all things through him. We gain access to all things through him. Look at this, Matthew 16, 26 says, what good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? Man, that's a whole message by itself. That's a whole message by itself. What, What do you think you're gonna gain by leaving God out of the program? Do you, did, Now, let me ask you a question. How many people believe that God knows best, right? I think most of us believe that if we're sitting here today. So why would we go to him last? I'm asking myself this sometimes. Why would I go to him last when he's got the answer? When he knows the beginning from the end, he knows what I'm going to say. He knows what I'm going to do. Lord, I just need to go to you first because I, I don't want to go and have stuff and not have the Savior. I'm not preaching against stuff. I'm preaching for Jesus. And if you got the Lord, you got it all, man. You've got it all. I talked to my buddy yesterday. Again, stopped by seeing my mom, and he told me. He says, I got a lot of stuff compared to some people. Don't have a lot compared to other people. But I would give it all the way for a 10-minute conversation with my dad. Wow. See, because he wasn't I don't think we're never expected. sometimes somebody's sick and maybe we have the, the opportunity to talk to them and get things cleared up. But when sometimes your loved one's taken away in an instant, wow, he said, I would give everything and I believe it. 10-minute conversation with my dad five-minute conversation with my dad that's what it it had impacted his life so so big and his dad him and his dad had a great relationship but sometimes there's things that maybe you just wanted to say maybe there's something else that you just want to say well here I'm gonna tell you what we don't know when that is and you don't have to give your stuff away you don't have to trade your stuff away do it today if there's somebody you're going need to talk to somebody you need to pray with somebody you need to get something right with somebody you just want to tell me you love. make it today make it today there's, there's a friend of mine, he uh, really was a friend of my dad's, and uh, he calls me about once a month and I call him. And I hate it if I miss the call. You know, if I, sometimes I'm in an area I can't take the call and I'll come back. And I always try to get back with him as soon as I can. Because he lost his son and I lost my dad. But between those two things, it's like that Connection. And so for that few minutes, I get to talk to somebody that knew my dad probably better than I did. And for a few minutes, he gets to hear somebody else's perspective. And it does good for our heart. He says, son, before you go, I want you to pray for me. And we always have prayer. Always have prayer. See, a lot of times people get busy. go, oh, man, you know, okay. No. I'm so thankful for those phone calls. I'm so thankful for those times I get to pray with my friend. I haven't seen this man in probably 10 years. He still calls me. How you doing, bud? How you doing, bud? What's going on? And I say that like, like my buddy said. Man, if I just had five more minutes, if I just had 10 more minutes, guess what? God has set the day before you. Now, I don't know what's going to happen by the end of the day. Don't let the sand go through your glass without Talking to God, don't let the saying go through the glass with, with, without saying, "Hey, I'm gonna tell you I love you." I tell people that all the time, and I don't mean just mean that. I, I, I love people. Don't want anything. Don't. I just tell you that. If, if it wasn't so, I wouldn't even say it. I just say hey, it's good seeing you. Now, if I say it's good seeing you, that don't mean I don't love you. It's just uh, okay on the way out. But but you know what? I don't want to waste that moment. I don't want to waste that time you know i don't want to be i don't want to be plowing backwards i don't want to be laying in my on my deathbed if that's the way it goes down go man i wish i'd have done this or i wish i'd have done that i'm sure there'll be some regrets i'll give you one right now run run real fast i wish i'd have come to saving knowledge of the lord jesus christ sooner amen but but better late than never and God, 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 ain't, God ain't laying it over as Well, you know, if you'd have listened when you was 15, that's not the case. But Lord, thank you that you are so willing to take us as we are and continue to woo us, back. woo us back. I look back in my life. How about you guys? There was opportunity after opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to know about Jesus, and I just turned the volume up. How about y'all? I'm the only one. <laughs> I had the volume going. God would put neighbors beside me to do about Jesus. God would put people in the nightclubs to tell me about Jesus, and I go, "Yeah, that's nice." Okay, I get ready to do the guitar solo. I see it in a little bit. It was all about me, man. I think, how could I have been so selfish? How could I have been looking at something that's just shiny and new, shiny and new, shiny and new? I said, "It's something that is eternal, man." When you flip over and you step into what God's got for you, that takes a whole new meaning. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? Nothing. You can't buy your way. You can't be pretty enough. You can't be smart enough. You can't do any of those things. But God said, but I will take you just the way you are. I will take you today. You know what? I love you. Look at this. I'm going to bring it on home now. Philippians 3.8, indeed, I count everything as a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. That's Paul. That's a guy speaking what I believe at this point, 100% God in his heart. He said, I, I don't want anything else. What I have didn't make no big deal. It's rubbish. It's small potatoes. It ain't no big hotcakes. Man, I got Jesus. I got the Lord. Look at that. In order that I may gain Christ. You know what? God doesn't say you got to give up something other than getting out of the way. Just trust him and he'll work the other things out. Don't try to clean the fish before you catch it. All right? God's going God's to work it out. I'm not saying you just live any old way or anything else. But what happens is as time goes by, what you want to do is live for him. That's what I'm working on. How about you guys? It's a journey, right? It's it's, it's not just a sprint. Today I'm going to be performing a wedding. And my whole thing was when I I, I met with folks and everything, I want to talk about Jesus. Where is the Lord at in your life? What's happening with all these different things? Where's God coming in on this? Because I will not do it if he's not in the center right? That's it. Because you know what? I only want the best for them, and the best for them is to know Jesus. And that's the thing right there. So that's how we look, and we walk through different things. I pray that you know what? Through today's message, that you know what? It just calls us to evaluate our heart and evaluate, Lord, am I seeking? Am I looking for that treasure, or am I just living my life for me? And as we get ready to bring this to a close, I want to read this again. How about you guys read that with me? Can everybody see that? Let's read it on three. One, two, three. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would silver. Seek them hidden treasures. Let us take that as our takeaway today and walk that out and look and say, Lord, you know, today, I I, I knew this, but I, but I realized today that I need to be holding on to that treasure. I need to be looking and seeking and sifting in the word of God. I need to be praying. I need to be Obedient, I need to be committed and I need to be yours. So, today, I pray that something in each of us just ramp that light up a little bit more to see some of the dark areas in our life and we got to push them out. To, to turn around and, and say, you know what, I am going to cry out for insight. I want that understanding. I'll tell you what, I want you to understand this God loves you, Jesus Christ gave his life for you, he rose on the third day, his, he paid our sin debt in full. But you can hear that, or you can listen to that and receive that. And I pray that's what you do today. Let us pray. It's a treasure. Father God, I thank you so much for what you have done and what you've accomplished. And Lord, as a, I, I, I put a, a statement out, not only to those listening or those here, but to me, the man in the mirror. What I need to do to get out of the way, Lord. What I need to do and, 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 and just to be all yours. I, I know I'm yours, Lord. But sometimes I want to run my own race with this old flesh. Sometimes I want to do it my way, Lord. Help me to get out of the way. And for anybody else that feels like that today, Lord, I, I, I pray that we just call on your name. Lord, help us, forgive us when we, we try to drive and let us follow by faith. Lord, if there's anybody listening today or here today, and they just said, you know, but I know the Lord. I've been walking with the Lord. But today, I believe I need to take a deeper step, a deeper look at my life. I need a deeper commitment in my life. I pray that I pray they just say, you know what, today's my day. If there's somebody here that's never given their life to the Lord, never put their faith and trust in the finished work of the cross for their sins, turned from their sins, torn Back to the Lord, realize that He came and lived a life that was sinless, that He poured out His blood to redeem us from the curse of the law, that He died on that cross and rose on the third day. The gospel, the good message. He sitting on the right hand side of God, interceding for us. Will you trust Him today? Will you trust Him today? Will you ask Him to forgive you and come into your life? He said, Brother, I, I don't understand what I do. I'm not talking about mumbling words, I'm talking about believe. On the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm talking about believe the gospel message. And you can pray from your heart. You can ask God right where you are. I don't care if you're listening to this two months later, two years later, 20 years later. It doesn't change the message of the Lord. He's the way, the truth, life. No one comes to the Father but by him. So Lord, we pray for folks that are seeking you, Lord. And Lord, you just guide their hearts to you. And they can pray from their heart and believe Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. I believe that you're the Son of God. Father, today, I turn from sin and I turn to you. Lord, save me. Father, today, I ask you to be my my Savior. And Lord, I ask you to take those humble words by faith and secure them and grow them. Lord, hide me behind the cross today. Use these words, Lord, to be glorified. Lord, if I said anything out of whack or anything, fix it, Lord. Make it make it what you want it. But my heart is to be your servant and to speak your truth. And everybody said, amen. If you guys are listening online, I pray that you enjoy the message. Grab hold of that. Share the message. We'll see you soon.